0: Welcome to the BC Podcast, featuring a weekly message from Believer's Church in Warren, Ohio. For more information, visit www.believers.cc. And I want to welcome you to Me, Myself, and I Am. This This is a series, just three lessons, about the Trinity, the Father, the Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And it's all about, here's what it's about, it's about you learning how to interact with the Father versus the Son versus the Holy Spirit, because they all have something special they want to give you. Now, when I met Gina, I met Gina in Bible school, and uh, she would have been, I think she was 19 and I was 23, so we were young. And um, we met in Bible school, and as soon as I met her, I learned something. She was an identical twin, and, and I never really knew any identical twins and her sister Lori Cather's is part of our church. Pastor Graham is her husband. And when I first met them, I couldn't tell them apart. Gina introduced me to Lori, and I'm looking—they they wore their hair the same, you know—I couldn't tell which. I, I could not tell them apart. You, you have, if you've ever seen identical twins, you know what I mean. And I'm like, whoa—they just, just look exactly the same. And and so Gina and I would go to school early, maybe 10 minutes or so. And of course, Lori was with Gina. Or Gina was with Lori, however that worked. And, and uh, we would meet outside her classroom. But when I first came up to the classroom, I didn't know which, which sister it was. So, so I couldn't say, hi, honey, hi, babe. Um, I would just say, hi. And, and it, it took me a while to figure out which sister I was talking to. And then eventually, I figured it out. I'd go pick her up on a Friday night for a date. And, and, and when the door was in, I didn't know which one it was. I'd say, hi. You know, and I'd wait for her to say something to let me know it's her. But you know what? About four months passed, and after about four months passed, they began to look like sisters to me. I could tell they were related, but they didn't look like identical twins anymore. And this is back when they wore their hair the same. And I came to be able to see the difference between Gina and the difference between Lori. And and now they just look like sisters, okay? I really believe that's what has to happen to you and I when it comes to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. For many of us, when we're new Christians, and even if we're Christians for a while without good teaching, um, we just see God as God, and we, we don't understand the Father is different than the Son as far as our relationship with Him versus the Holy Spirit. So here's what I want. I want you to get all you can out of God. So that's what, that's what this is going to be about, and we're going to have a blast. But you know, the Trinity is kind of a mystery. And uh, I love this saying. The saying goes like this. It goes, um, try to explain the Trinity and you'll lose your mind. Try to deny it and you'll lose your soul. It's complicated. And and here's why it's complicated. Here's the mystery of the Trinity, right? God is three persons, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's not real difficult, but it becomes more difficult because look at this. Each person is fully God. So uh, that means they have no beginning. Uh, There's no beginning whatsoever. They always existed. They always will exist. That's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They're they're all God. But here's the mind blower. There is only one God. Think about it. Three persons. Each person is fully God. There's only one God. When I was a new Christian, I I really struggled with that. I, I, I didn't fully understand how to how to, how to put that in a box, and then I realized there's really not a box you put it in. You, you accept it by faith. I love this scripture, Deuteronomy 6.4. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. He's one. Now, do you see the, the English word Lord? That's translated in both places from a really famous Hebrew word. You guys all know it. We sing it in songs, and it's the Hebrew word Jehovah. And so it's, it's, it's the official name of God in, in the Old Testament, in the Bible. Now, the word God in the middle, that's translated from the Hebrew word Elohim. Do you know that word's plural? Isn't that amazing? And it's already showing us just in that scripture. God's one, but there's three persons. So I thought I'd go through a couple Trinity scriptures and have some fun and just help you see the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in and working. So here's the first one, Genesis 1 26, creation. And it goes like this Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image and in our likeness. Notice how there's us, R, and R, three, three persons. So it's three persons, but yet there's just one God. Check out what Jesus said in Matthew 28 19. He said, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I grew up Catholic, and I think the Catholics did an incredible job with the Trinity. They really helped me understand it. There's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I think I still remember in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the, the, the sign of the cross. I grew up doing that all the time. Now, I read the Scripture not to debate whether we water baptize in Jesus' name or the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I read it for this reason. Jesus himself is identifying that the Godhead is three persons, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He's identifying it. He's letting us know this is real. Now, what I want to do today is show you, so what? what how do I interact? That's what I want to do. But listen to this, Matthew 3.16. It reads like this. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he came up out of the water. So John the Baptist Baptist baptized him. It says, then heaven was open to him, and he saw the Spirit of God, that's the Holy Spirit, God the Spirit, coming down like a dove and lighting on him. Then a voice said from heaven, this is my own dear Son with whom I'm well pleased. That's the Father. We see the Trinity. It's really beautiful. The Father, the Son, Holy Spirit. How do you interact with them? Let's begin to talk about it. I want to show you something pretty cool. It's the uh, function of the Trinity concerning our salvation and it goes like this the father planned it the son performed it can we all agree jesus is the one that came and died and the holy spirit reveals and seals it i can speak for myself there was a day when i didn't believe anything about jesus there's a day when i would make fun of anybody that believed in him and i was going to church but i didn't like anybody that got a little you know too close to jesus and uh, so i'd make fun of them and then there was one day when God opened up my eyes and I saw Jesus as the Savior. The Holy Spirit opened up my eyes and it was like, whoa. And that's what he does in all of our lives. There might be some of you here today. You may experience that part of the Holy Spirit in this service today. Where the Holy Spirit just makes Jesus real to you. One day you're not sure. The next day it's like, whoa. You're Lord. You're Jesus. And that's what happens with the Holy Spirit. So Father Planet, Jesus performed it, the Holy Spirit reveals, and then He seals it. He gives us eternal life and does all those things. How about this one? The function of the Trinity concerning prayer. The Father hears it, the Son guarantees it, the Holy Spirit produces it, and He answers your prayers. Um, Sometimes every now and then, very few, very seldom, an angel might get involved, but it's the Holy Spirit mainly. So what does that mean? The Father hears it, Jesus guarantees it. Here's a verse. This is a really important verse. John 16, 23, 24, Jesus speaking. He says at that time, he's referring to after he dies and he's raised from the dead. He's referring to right now, guys. He says, you won't need to ask me, Jesus, for anything. And here's the part. This makes me smile. You ready? Can you smile with me? You can go directly to the Father. Isn't that cool? We don't need a mediator when we pray. We don't have to pray through anybody. We can just go right to God. And he says, and ask him, and he will give you what you ask for because you use my name. So we say, Father, I ask you for this in Jesus' name. This is verse 24. You haven't tried this before, but begin now. Ask using my name, and you will receive, and your cup of joy will overflow. Know how I said Jesus guarantees it? Here's what happens, guys. We pray to the Father, and what a privilege that is. You can go to God the Father with any problem you have, and you pray and say, Father, can you help me with this? Then you say in Jesus' name, and you know what that means? That's Jesus guaranteeing it. Here's what it means. I know when I accepted Jesus, my sins were washed away. I'm, I'm very happy about that. I know that God made me blameless, holy, and without with, without any blemish in His sight. I'm very excited about that. But I'm human, and I make all I blow it and make mistakes all the time. And I'm so glad when I pray, I don't have to go in my name. That excites me. I don't have to go in Joe's name because Joe blows it. This past week, I don't know what happened. Gina and I were together at night. We're going to watch something on TV, and I just bit her head off. I just lit into her, and she was shocked. She looked at me, how could you treat me that way? I don't know, I'm just angry, and, uh, and, and I walked off, and, uh, and we made it right. We made it right, but um, I'm a human being, right, so when I pray, I don't have to say, God, I'm coming on my perfection. I say, Father, I ask for that in Jesus' name. That's pretty cool. That's, that. So God's going to answer your prayer not based on your perfection, but based on Jesus, and Jesus is perfect. Jesus has never missed it. He's never blown it. So I want you to think about the ability and the possibility of you praying about anything you could ever pray for. So we're going we're gonna to keep going on that, but let me just show you Briefly, the interaction with with the Trinity. Here's how we interact with the Father. We're going to talk about this today. Prayer and awe. And we'll talk about awe in a moment. The Son is follow and obey. That's Jesus. Next week, we'll talk about it. The Holy Spirit is acknowledge and yield. And, you know, we acknowledge, acknowledge He's in us. We yield to Him. We'll have fun with that. But here's what we want today. When it comes to the Father and you ask me, so what? Why do I have to understand what the Father is and who the Father is? What's my interaction with the Father? I would say, "What? wait a minute. God the Father, the most incredible being in all the land, said that you can pray to him and ask him anything. And he said, oh, answer your prayer. So I want you to stop for a moment and think. What is happening in your life right now that you'd like to see changed? Think about it. You can go to God himself By yourself, use that beautiful name of Jesus and ask God to intervene. And you can release God to move in your situation. Does it get any better than that? That's incredible. Talk about interaction. We can go to God any time of the day. So I have routines. I'm a routine person and I find that I can do things if I create routines. So one of my routines is I wake up in the morning. First thing I'll do is I read I read the Bible. And I usually read about 15 minutes or so. And that's just for my personal life, not my study life. And I just read. And you know the second thing I do? I pray. And I enjoy prayer, it's, but it's so, it's so natural. It's just I'm just talking to God. So whatever it is, you know, like the morning after I bit Gina's head off, one of my prayers was, Lord, why am I a jerk? Um, <coughs> can you grow me? What did I do wrong? That was one of my prayers. But I just sit there and I pray. I pray for you guys. I pray for anything that I want to, I pray for my kids. If I know my kids are going through something tough, I'm praying for them. And the thought that Joe, imperfect Joe, me, can have a conversation with God and he listens and it releases him to move, that's mind blowing. And it's, it's the same for every one of you. God doesn't answer my prayers because I'm Joe. He answers my prayers because I say in Jesus' name, because I'm a Christian. That's why He answers your prayers. Isn't that amazing, guys? Think about it. So, I don't, I don't, I'm just amazed. God will hear my prayers and it will move God to do things in my life. That's amazing. It's amazing He'll do that for you. Let's, can we talk a little bit about awe? Because that's amazing, too. And when I say awe, here's what I mean. Here's what I want you to walk out uh, remembering today as you walk out of this service. And it goes like this. God the Father is to be reverenced, worshipped, and adored. When I say awe, here's what I mean. That the Father is, He's God. And we have the privilege of worshipping and adoring the creator of the universe. And I'll tell you why that's so important. It's amazing. But if you were to ask me, what's lacking in Christianity today? And I know it's not lacking in all your lives, but in so many Christians' lives, I would say this, that, that we don't have an awe and a reverence of God the Father. Now, now this may be why it's innocent, okay? I think it's innocent. Our interaction with Jesus, he's like our brother, right? I mean, Jesus is our friend, our brother. So we we have that down. And the Holy Spirit, you know, that's a different relationship. But the Father, I think sometimes we're just not taught that he is so high above us. He's the Father. He's God. And there's this awe and this reverence. Listen listen to this scripture. It, It goes like this, Hebrews 12, 28. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God. I like this. Listen, listen. Acceptably with reverence and awe. You know, I have, I have a routine. You guys heard me say that. I, I read my Bible. I pray. And here's what, here's what I do. Here's the so what of interacting with the Father. We get to pray. That's, that's really cool. But the third thing I do is I put on a couple worship CDs, and once you taste it, you, you want to do it as often you know, I might miss the morning here and there, but you want to do it as often as you can. I put on a worship CD, my, my favorite songs, and I actually I do it all on my phone digitally, but I play my music, and I worship God. I just sit there all by myself. I'm in the basement. I usually always do it in our basement, and I, I just worship God, and I sing my heart out. I imagine I'm standing right in front of the throne room of God. And then sometimes I'll sing two songs, but I always then just sit there and I just let a song play. And then God begins to speak to my heart. It's amazing. God wants to speak to your heart. God wants to interact with you. And if you were to ask me, why, why is this important? I'd say this. Worship is the atmosphere of heaven. And we're going to see that in a moment. It's the atmosphere of heaven. And when you worship you bring the atmosphere of heaven onto your life God inhabits the praises of his people so why do I, why do I worship in the morning well again once you taste it it's like I, I, I don't want to go through a day without this I think that the night I bit, bit a head off I think I didn't worship that morning or something I, I don't know what it was but, but uh, it's the most amazing thing and when I say God's presence here's what I mean when I worship in the morning, the life of God, the love of God, the, the, the goodness of God, the peace of God, it comes upon me. And once you taste that atmosphere of heaven, it's like, I've got to have that as often as I can. And you're going to be able to experience it in a minute because we, we saved a worship song for the end. So we only did three worship songs. So we're, we're going to all worship with a song in a moment. And I am so excited about that opportunity that you and I have. But as you hear me say this, I realize some of you are new and this might be strange to you. But anybody that's been here any length of time and anybody that watches me on TV, and we had a ton of TV viewers come for the first time this weekend. Met a bunch last night, a bunch in, in after first. You guys know one thing about me. I'm a guy. I'm just a normal guy. Um, I like to shoot guns. I like to ride my Jeep Wrangler off-road with the top down. I like to watch action movies where people get shot. And I, no one's ever accused me of not being normal and not being a guy. I am normal. So if you're here and you're like me, listen, normal guys like us, we, can, we, we need the presence of God. It's an amazing thing. And when I begin to have that, Interaction with God is the most amazing thing ever on the planet. And once you taste it, you've got to have more. So I just want to give you a glimpse of God uh, because God God is incredible, God the Father. So check this out, guys. Um, It's Revelation chapter 4, and this is a scene in heaven, and it's all about God the Father. And it says in verse 3, And the one who sat there had the appearance of jasper and ruby, a rainbow that shone like an emerald and circled the throne. Surrounding the throne were 24 other thrones, and seated on them were 24 elders. They were dressed in white and had crowns of gold on their heads. And I like verse 5. From the thrones came flashes of lightning, rumblings, and peals of thunder. To me, that's just the awesomeness of God, and that's part of the awe. And then there's these creatures. Think about this. They circle the throne of God, worships the atmosphere of heaven. And Re- Revelations 4.8 says this. Each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around, even under its wings. Day and night, they never stop saying. They're circling the throne. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Do you know that goes on? Those Those beings do that 24-7. That's amazing to me. But people that have died and gone to heaven, they say, God's so awesome, you could be there for eternity and never... Never see every side of God. Verse 9, it says, Whenever the living creatures give glory, honor, and thanks to Him who sits on the throne and who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before Him who sits on the throne and worship Him who lives forever and ever. They lay their crowns before the throne, and then they say. Now listen, when I was a young Christian and I first read this, you know what thought came to my mind when I read this verse? Boring. I thought, I, I don't want to be one of those 24 elders because that's a boring life. Um, I, I, I need to be, I'm OCD. I need to be moving and doing things. I can't sit there around the throne all day. <laughs> but, but just being honest with you, those are the thoughts that hit my mind. I got to do something. So, so um, here's what you need to know they're not there all the time, they're just hanging out at this time. They have mansions, and they're gonna, some of them are going to greet you when you walk up. This would be Moses and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, and uh, this would be the disciples of the Lamb, you know, Peter and, and John. Those are the 24 elders, 12 from the New Testament, 12 from the Old. And they don't always hang out there. But once you get in there, it's so good, you, you, know, you want to stay as long as you can. But this is the most precious thing in the world, to be able to worship God. And I just want to read to you what these guys said. Listen to what they said verse 11. You are worthy, O Lord God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being. And I just at times I just think, wow, that must be amazing because it's amazing to worship God down here. It's an amazing thing. In a moment I'm going to give you guys all of us, we're going to worship God together, and I want you to use your imagination. See, imaginations are okay if we use them the right way. God gave you your imagination. I want you to imagine you're standing right in front of the throne of God. And guys, if you're like me, I have to close my eyes because if I open my eyes, I look, I notice everything. I can't concentrate. So I close my eyes and just imagine I'm right in front of God's throne. And then I sing from here the song we're singing, and I just worship God with everything I have. We're going to have a chance to do that today. And you might ask, why is that important? You and I, the inner us, if you've accepted Christ, your spirit is born of heaven and it craves the atmosphere of heaven. Your soul needs the atmosphere of heaven and it changes your life once you experience it. And I want you to enter into something that's bigger than you are and that's more awesome than you've ever experienced in your life. So we're going to have a chance to do it, but I want to pray first. Can we bow our heads, close our eyes? And I just want to take a moment and pray. If you're here and you're not sure of your forever, if you were to die, if you'd go to heaven or, or to hell, I want to speak to you just for a moment. We're talking about the awesomeness of God. And I even mentioned, you know, God planned salvation. Jesus came, died on the cross. He did it. He performed it. And I really believe the Holy Spirit's in here right now. And he's going to open up hearts for the first time. And listen very carefully. I'm not asking you to join our church. And I'm not asking you to join a religion. I'm not asking you if you grew up in a Christian church or if you didn't. I'm not asking you if you were water baptized as a baby or an adult. All those are good things. Here's what I'm asking. Do you remember a time in a day in your life where you saw Jesus as the Savior and you made a decision? You said, Jesus, I see you. Thank you for dying for me. I make a decision to follow you. That happened in my life when I was 19. And what a radical change happened inside of me. If you're here and you say, I can't remember that, I'd like to pray with you right now. Remember what Jesus said. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to God unless they go through me. Jesus said, whoever calls on my name, I'll save them. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. If you're here and you say, Pastor Joe, I believe that. I'm ready. Would you pray with me right now? Everyone else in the room, would you help them? And just say this after me. Let this be a God moment. Say this after me. Say, Lord God, I realize I'm a sinner. I repent of all my sins. And this day, I give my heart to Jesus. Now now say this. Say, Jesus, I believe in you, and I make a decision today to follow you. Thank you for listening to the BC Podcast. Follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram to stay updated, inspired, and encouraged.